Welcome to EE Times On Air. I'm David Finch, and it's Wednesday, January 9th. We are wrapping up our last, uh, last few moments here of the second day of CES uh, here in Eureka Park. And uh, I have to tell you, Eureka Park is the exciting place to be, in my opinion, because we've got literally hundreds of innovators, right. entrepreneurs, startups being connected to mega brands, right. you know, uh, like NXP and Philips. Yeah. And, and so we've got, we've got a, a really exciting day surrounded by hundreds of innovators. There are only two people on stage right now. And out of the two people on stage, only one of us is a legitimate journalist. And it is my pleasure to introduce the one legitimate journalist on the stage right now. All I am, I'm just an engineer who is told to go make a show. And so, so there's people who do real work, and that is everybody's favorite, Junko Yoshida. Junko joins us, obviously. If, if, uh, if you've ever read an EE Times article that absolutely uh, you decided to print and thumbtack to your wall so you can keep reading it, it was probably Jim Oh, that's very kind. I always say, tell, tell people my condolences. People come up to me, you know, I read your stories all the time as are my condolences. <laughs> yeah. You have to get out more. Yeah. No, no, the, the writing is impeccable and, and the, uh, uh, just from a, you know, writing standpoint, yeah. first of all, but from an editorial journalistic perspective, yeah. brings a lot of value. And I'm not just saying that, uh, I say that as somebody who, starting out in the industry as an engineer, you know, was reading this content, consuming it, and it's it's important to know that you've got a trusted voice somewhere. And so I, I appreciate your body of work. It's been it's been quite amazing. Body of work. <laughs> yes, your tomes and tomes. Of, uh, so, Junko, you've yeah. been here. Uh, you've got a very special perspective on CES. Right. You've been covering CES for many years, right? Uh, as uh, from an editorial perspective, yeah. where we stand in 2019, yeah, uh, is it even the same show that it was when you started covering it? It's very different, I think. Very you different. Know, yeah, because uh, let me tell you a little bit of background. If you look at 1990s, when you are so very young, 1990s, um, that that was a decade of consumer elections going digital, right? So I covered the beginning of digital TV, the beginning of DVD, so everything going digital, that was really big deal, right? And then 2000, 10 years, that was more of a uh, connectivity. You know, you started to have smartphones connected to internet, so the whole makeup of consumer electronics industry changed because your work, you know, uh, if you are a Japanese consumer electronics company making uh, television sets, your worth is determined by the apps and services, right? Not the, not just, well, the picture quality is important, but that's not the only game. Now, the, I think we are beginning to get into the age of data. So what it, and that's why I said it's gonna be very different by 2019, we're beginning to see that now, but your consumer electronics devices will be judged by the accuracy of data and how you protect privacy. You know, different elements coming in. This is a very, very interesting take. The companies that have come on to the stage here and, and done a show with us this week so far 
have been companies like Analog Devices. They're there at the genesis of the data. They are the, the connective tissue between the, the uh, non-signal world becoming signals, right? So the, pre the, the, the preservation of fidelity and capturing very accurately with robust, clean data and being able to uh, protect it. Uh, yesterday, I had a, a very nice conversation with NVIDIA. Okay. And uh, the folks from NVIDIA made a really good point. I asked, you know, would, is it fair to say we've entered the age of artificial intelligence? Now, of course, NVIDIA, yeah. sure. Well, of course, that's their <laughs> bread and butter now, right? Yeah. Was there ever yeah. an age where we weren't in the... So uh, uh, they were a very emphatic yes, but you're right, it's, it's, it's not just about the data. Data's been around right. for as long as we've been counting things, quantifying things. Right. Uh, the the way the use cases of the data, yeah. data has become a product, right. something we monetize right. as a service sometimes, right. and and uh, knowing that there are trusted entities out there that, to the greatest ex extent possible, are creating right. secure solutions, um, you know, transmission solutions, right. connectivity, that sort of thing, right. yeah. uh, and so. In that evolution, yeah. uh, now we here we are in 2019. Yeah. Uh, Eureka Park is just uh, completely metastatic, practically, <laughs> with with, uh, with with innovators. What are some of the things that you've seen that were? We'll go down the list. We'll 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 talk about some things that were curious. Right. Some things that maybe you felt skeptical about. Right. Okay. And some things that are just really exciting and promising. Yeah. So let's start with some things that were maybe a little bit curious. A little bit curious, okay. I think, um, you know, if you walk around, you see a lot of wearable devices. Well, wearable devices has been around for a long time, the last 10 years maybe even. But what is beginning to change the game is the fact that, I'm going back to the original point, how accurate is your wearable? You know, people call it fitness devices because they can't get medical grade, right? <laughs> so it's uh, it's totally. uh, it's so it's it's that evolution evolutionary path. And uh, I actually met with a company upstairs. Uh, it's in the sands. Uh, it's called uh, Valence Cell. Valen, V-A-L-E-N. C-E-L-L, Valence Cell. Oh, so like Valence. Yeah, Valence. Uh, yeah, yeah, Valence Cell. Okay. But anyway, yeah. they're in the North Carolina-based company. Yeah. Uh, not a big company, but actually they make modules. But they don't just make, they're, they're a biometric sensor module. And, uh, you know, you would think, oh, it's one of those, you know, wearable device companies. No, they are sort of enablers. I mean, they provide really high Quality. They say very accurate um, biometric sensor module, so that if you are startup or makers, you know, want to make some wearable devices, you can actually bring that in because you don't know everything about, you know, sensors. And um, the what gave me a lot of credit, you know, I, I thought it was kind of curious was the uh, one of the directors of the company, R&D director of the company, is the chairman of CTA's. Uh, wearable fitness health uh, standards. Uh -huh. So it's standards finally coming along. So we're beginning, we're beginning to see, I don't think it's 
you know, it's there yet, but it's uh, beginning to come, people beginning to uh, worry about it. Well, once you're starting to speak in terms of standardization, right. there's enough, there's enough uh, uh, of, a, of a user base yeah. that it starts to really make sense. Do you think... Uh, along those lines of, of that particular, yeah. it was like a module you said, or a yeah, system? Yeah, module, yeah. So if you're a company that is is getting into either biometric sensing or yeah. multi, we might call it multidisciplinary sensing, right. uh, but you're not analog devices, right. you know, you're not STMicroelectronics or right. NXP, right. and you've, you've conceived of this really great module technology, is it enough to just develop the module hardware or do these new companies no, need to be in the business? No, it's got to come with software, right? Okay. And, and, and one of the things that I didn't realize is that just to figure out your um, heart rate, for example, um, you know, the, uh, the, the, the um, it's one thing that you have one person in your lab and check his heart rate, okay, this module works, right? <laughs> But it's totally another, bring that technology to the really worthy, product-worthy uh, device. Sure. And sure. Uh, so that's, that's where, you know, the experts like, you know, the, who knows everything about biometric sensors, they come in. Because you don't have that much time to check. Um, you and I have different skin tones. You and I have different uh, profusion of blood, yeah. you know, flow. Um, you know, you and I have a different make, you know, the makeup of body. Sure. It all affects. Iron, everything. Yeah. Absolutely. So bringing in all that data to create the accurate data is very difficult. Yeah, and that's, that's uh, you know, one of the great things about kind of an arena like Eureka Park yeah. is that you, you are starting to see Dots connecting right. to That's form a true. picture, yeah, yeah. Right. more so than just we do this. And we do, yeah. I, there's another thing that that strikes me here too in what you're saying. Uh, somebody can have brilliant ideas and have no idea how to productize this, how to beta test it adequately. Uh, these are these are real skills. Productization right. is much different than engineering and design. No, it's different, right? And so, are we seeing productization? Uh, you know, uh, knowledge here in Eureka Park, or is it very much tech-focused? I think it's still tech-focused. Tech-focused, yeah. 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 Um, well, that's good. I'll set up a booth next year. Yeah. Productization advice, $20. I'll just set it up right there, and I'll charge people $20 a pop to... Uh, <laughs> you to, know how to do it? <laughs> sure. For 20 bucks, I know how to do it. Yeah. Um, what, what have you seen that... Um, have you seen anything that you look at and you think... Yeah, but, like maybe something you're skeptical of this year. Well, this wasn't in the Eureka Park because um, I was, I spent most of my day um, yesterday at the uh, LVCC, Las Vegas Convention Center. One thing, I went to Ford, the Ford Motor Company, yeah, yeah. and they're big on how to build a business by using self-driving cars. You know, they spend so much money developing that thing. They gotta develop a business. Now the big news that I told you before is that the whole industry is pivoting from self-driving car to ADAS, right? The driver assistance. Now, but you still have the self-driving car. What do you do with it, right? It's not complete, but it's getting there, right? So what do you do with the technology? So they decided to 
build a business around it for delivery, Deli de delivering goods, right? And they recently announced with a tie-up with uh, Walmart. But here's the thing. They actually did a trial last year with Domino's Pizza. How'd it go? Well, Ford guy says it went well. But <laughs> from what I heard, this is the skeptical part. Sure, okay. From what I heard from the words on the street is that a lot of couch potatoes didn't like the fact they have to get out the couch, get out the house, go out the street to pick up the pizza. Oh, man. Wouldn't you just like sit, you know, the reason it's, why you order pizza is because you, didn't, you, don't, you don't want to leave the house. It's still too much work. Yeah. So <laughs> this is like a, those human factors car uh, companies didn't think about. Is this? That's was, like whoops kind of thing. Was this, was this piloted in America? That, yeah, in Ann Arbor. In Ann Arbor, that is yeah. a quintessentially American sentiment. A driverless yeah. car yeah. drove me a, 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 a pizza that right. wasn't even made from scratch, and right. it's still too sure, much sure. effort to go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an American quality. It is. It uh, is. I've never yeah. been. I've never been more patriotic. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's that's just it, right? You, uh, what do you do when? Not just life gives you lemons, but yeah. what do you do when you've planted a lemon tree, invested yeah. everything in it, and this what is you your only harvest? It, yeah, exactly. We better hope people want some lemonade. Well, that's part yeah. of the reason a lot of technology companies who developed the auto autonomous vehicle technology, building blocks, they're trying to shift it to the uh, driver assistance system. So, in in that shift, what are we seeing uh, as as the more, I guess. What is the state of the art in all the main categories? There's LIDARs and radars and visual, optical. What, uh, in, in your opinion, are you excited or, or um, encouraged by what you've seen here in those technologies? I'm encouraged in terms of the progress of technologies of Maine, but I'm discouraged by, we're so far from the, you know, bringing down the cost, but also we're so far from validating safety it's, it's just a huge issue. Tell you me know, about that. Yeah, well, you can, value, you, you can say, you know, my component, my chip, my uh, SOC that does the uh, ADAS, um, that is automotive grade and passed ISO 262. That's a verification on component level. Yeah. You got to have software run on it. You got a whole system. How do you verify safety? You know, just because you got the ISO, you know, uh, thing doesn't mean that your car is safe. <laughs> but at least that's the first step. I mean, not, you know. That's a really good point. It's, yeah. It's a really good point because, yeah. so when I was at ST Microelectronics, yeah. right before I left, and this might have been the reason I left actually, but right before I left, yeah. I was doing a, a little bit with uh, implantable um, defibrillators. Oh, wow. So yeah. developing you know, semiconductor, uh, discrete semiconductor technology yeah. that would be suitable for implantable devices. Uh, and it was a thing where the company, ST, had to make a decision yeah. on, do we want to assume the indemnity, or do we want to assume the risk uh, if the silicon fails, yeah. or, or do we indemnify, and then who's gonna sign off and say like, yeah, ST, you're not responsible if your chip explodes. So- It's a similar story. Right, right. You can yeah. have the the. In the case of that, you had FDA yeah. guidelines. Yeah. You had to be, you know, FDA approved before you right. could then sell the silicon. Right. And so I think the the challenging thing is chip makers looking at this proposition say, okay, I'm going to start designing an IC technology yeah. now. 
eight years from now, I'm going to start to see a return on it if they design us in. Exactly. And, and so I don't know how you begin to if you're if you're in the electronics industry like if I'm a if I'm making the decisions on which yeah. chip technologies to go after and I'm a publicly traded company and I've got a hidden number next year I'm going to feel a little less incentivized to do something 8 years from now. No, that's that's that that's so true. You know, it's uh, in the same vein um, well actually the, I went to Omron it's, it's, it's in this yeah. building. And Omron, you know, they, they are famous for the uh, blood pressure. You know, if you go to the uh, hospital clinic, it's always there, right? Sure. They use that same technology. Um, it's a cuff, right? So there's um, inflatable things in there. So they, they use the same technology for the um, watch. This is the first FDA-approved wearable device. You can see it upstairs. Because... The, the, uh, the allure of wearables, yeah. you don't need any FDA approval. Yeah, it, but to your earlier point, it doesn't even need to be accurate. Exactly. So this is the first supposedly the accurate uh, okay. blood pressure monitor. So that was encouraging, actually. I was glad to see that. So for, for individuals with chronic uh, blood pressure yeah. management concerns, yeah. they can wear a full-time device. That, exactly. And, and this is really important because as... As you'll recall, when I was preparing to make this EE Times on Air yeah. broadcast stage and all that for CES, I, you were the first person I called and said, help me. Yeah. How do I pretend to be a journalist? And you said very wisely, you will not go wrong at CES if you're constantly looking for where the technology meets the consumer. That was your advice. And things like a full-time wearable cuff, I mean, that's, that's a direct improving somebody's quality of life and, and possibly saving a life. That's, that's, that's definitely true. Uh, what have you seen that you are most delighted by? I was delighted by um, this thing called Sigma Cell. Sigma it was a research project done at the French, I think there's a CEA Leti, that's a French National Research Institute based in Grenoble. Yeah. They had, one of the, one of the projects was uh, battery technology. You know, when you think about EVs, e-bikes, or the drones, you know, the battery is always like very slow to, for innovation. And part of the reason is that for smartphones, I think they put, they, people put a lot of money in it because it's a massive, right? But for the, you, you're talking about, actually, you're hitting the uh, nail on the head when you said that, do you want to assume the responsibility? In other words, that the battery cell companies don't necessarily know about electric vehicle. Vehicle right. companies really don't know. They don't want to touch the, <laughs> their battery cells. Sure. This is a research institute to, to figure out putting charger, inverter, battery management system into the battery pack. Brilliant. Packaging up all, 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 all of the three, management. three in one. I love this. And this, this yes. is happening in France? Yeah, Grenoble. And that's a CEA Leti. That's, this sounds super exciting. So, yeah. uh, where where is this in its life cycle? Is it still research and it's development? It's actually it's ready for technology transfer. That means that they have a number of uh, patents, IPs that's a licensable, and at least one company have already licensed it. The product's not here yet, and there's a second company is working on it. 
and uh, pretty soon I think EV companies and you know like companies like Tesla apparently um, they're working on their own right and if I were Panasonic because I'm supplying battery cells yeah. I should be worried because if Tesla is going to do everything, you know, where's, where's my business going to go? Yes. So I think there will be awareness. I mean, there will be growing uh, interest. I think I know what we have to do. Yeah. After we're done rolling, yeah. we need to pool our money together and go buy those IPs. <laughs> I think we yeah, can do it. Yeah, you're so rich. <laughs> I've got no fewer than 38 USD in my wallet right now. Okay. Whatever you've got in yours, we'll go over there and we'll All buy right, those IPs through. up. We'll do that. Yes, and then we will corner the market on battery technology. <laughs> well, that's really that's really a, a fantastic recap. Yeah. You know, uh, that's and that's what's fun about CES. At every turn, there's something yeah. that's going to be either really exciting, really or, confusing, right. or really. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, are you are you kidding me? Kind of technologies. <laughs> A lot of those too. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. What yeah. we should do is we should do a recap of the uh, the the bottom of the barrel. The yeah. are you kiddings? Yeah, that, oh, that's a good one. Are you kidding with Junko Yoshida? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then if it's a great product, like I like this, and it gets like your stamp over. If it's a bad product, okay. the big stamp. Kabang! Okay. Are you kidding? <laughs> We're trying to do the best and the worst of the show. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. My wife needs an Are You Kidding stamp because every time I open my mouth, she could just stamp it to my forehead. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much All for All right, uh, it was great. Me. It was lovely. This was so much fun, and uh, I wish I could tag along with you and, and see the CES world through your eyes because of your keen editorial perception, which would oh, be so much fun to see. What we need are VR goggles that... Oh, simulate geez. your perception of things yeah. so that we can all have a, uh, a, a bull filter that's as, as, as uh, precise well, as yours. Yeah. I like it. All right, uh, thank well, you. Okay, so as this teleprompter advances to, be sure to, there it is, be sure to check out ces.eetimes.com to catch more interviews with industry leaders and industry-leading voices throughout this week exclusively on the EE Times content hub also peppered all the way throughout the aspen core media network and don't forget to subscribe to the ee times on air podcast series brought to you by the fantastic aspen core global service uh it is your free deep dive <clears throat> it is your free deep dive into the most compelling stories in electronics and it's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts from aspen core and Aspen Core Studio, and EE Times, and Junko Yoshida. I'm David Finch. Be sure to follow Junko on... LinkedIn, Twitter. LinkedIn and Twitter. That's, that's all you need. All right. So uh, thank you so much for coming along. Okay, and uh, you at home, watching. thanks for watching. EE Times on air. This program is produced by Aspen Core. Thanks for listening. <laughs>